Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Holiday season's greetings. <laughs> there we go. And welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am J.P. Mosier. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. J.P., how you doing today, man? Man, I am doing fantastic. So over the past 10 seasons, at least one episode each season is meant for mine and Rob's youth group years. We got yeah. Dan Hasseltine of Jars of Clay, Lee Nash of Six Pence, None the Richer, Kevin Max of DC Talk. Come on. Uh, but this week, we are celebrating... When we have been just graduating high school and heading off to college and some of our transitional youth group phase years with absolutely the biggest band of that era was definitely Switchfoot. Yes. Um, so I normally say Rob telling about who we're talking about, but I, I spoiled the punchline there. But today I was uh, I was having breakfast and somebody I was telling them who we were going to be hanging out with and. I was like, we're hanging out with uh, John Foreman of Switchfoot, and they were like, you lucky duck. And I was like, isn't it lucky dog? Oh, well, yeah, but duck rhymes better. Does duck rhyme? Which animal is luckier? Here's Well, I guess it all depends. If you're a dog that's chasing a car and you get hit and live, you're a lucky dog, right? And there's like, I mean, there's a guitar brand, lucky dog. That's definitely a phrase. You lucky dog. But then a lucky duck might be, you know, escaped from a hunter or, uh, you know what I mean? Like, so I think it could go either way. Either way, we are super lucky and fortunate. Anyway, we're one of them. To get to hang out with John today. So, Rob, play a little bit. Tell him kind of what we're talking about about today all right and we'll jump to it we're going to talk about kind of all things switch foot but we've got a particularly fun focus today because we get to bring your first look at the brand new christmas album by switch foot so let's kick things off first today with the single california christmas from this is our christmas album by switch foot i need a blanket this song actually is my warm blanket. Welcome to my California Christmas. Twinkling lights on all the fake palm trees. The only snow that falls is the fake stuff at the mall. Bathing suits in a To my California Christmas The skies are blue, the sun is warm and bright Santa Claus makes the dive Stuck in traffic on the five It's California Christmas Eve So grab a Christmas tree was 
was Switchfoot. Yeah. And when we started the episode, it was like sunny and warm. But somehow when that started playing, it started snowing. It yeah. was the weirdest thing. Very in weird. We don't. In, in, so we're in, you know, Middle Tennessee, East Tennessee. Um, and so we it's funny because this album literally made me think stuff I've never thought about before about Christmas, like on the West Coast. Uh-huh. Like uh, just it's a whole different experience. It is. If you're in Southern California, <laughs> yeah. you it's like you, fake snow at the mall is what you have. Absolutely. Like we get maybe one good snow a year around here, you know, and it's like it's what you think. It's cold. Uh-huh. It's not. It's not brutal, you sure. know. But it's like it's 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 cold, and it's what you expect. You get a little snow. You do a fire. You do whatever. Like who? Nobody's got fireplaces, and <laughs> you know. Yeah, my wife uh, grew up in Southern California. She's from Mexico, but grew up uh, spent a lot of her formative years in Southern California. And the first time she saw snow was in her twenties. Yeah. So like she, grew, you know, they just don't have it over there. Yeah. Um, and to kind of go a little bit behind the behind the curtain, we're gonna pull back the curtain. Normally, the way we do these is we interview the artists and then we record the episode after. Yeah. But the way the scheduling is lining up we're actually recording this episode before hanging out with john yeah so uh, this will be a little bit different so we just wanted to let you all know what, what kind of we're doing with this that's so. right so if the interview kind of like goes off the rails or feels incongruent with what we've <laughs> talked about in the episode we can't really help it we'll do our best to like edit things to make it sound like it all fits but like you know we're talking to john uh tomorrow as we record and we this. are geeking out about it this oh is man we're so, so excited about. because it's like you said from the like it's from the like very late nineties, you know, I'm not exactly sure when like legend of Chen came out, but I want to say it was like 97, maybe 96, 97, something like that. Uh, you know, that's when the, you know, all that like earliest switch foot, it was sort of like, um, it was kind of like a cool, it wasn't a secret, but it was like a cool thing that you knew about. You yeah. know what I mean? And then 2003 comes and switch foot owns the universe yeah. all of a sudden, you know, it was like, holy cow so it was like when switchfoot blew up and now they've just become this like you know mainstream rock juggernaut um those of us who had like kind of been with them from the beginning we were like we had something to be proud of it was yeah. like bro switchfoot right and you're like yeah and you're like you're like yeah what you know about uh you know what you know about new way to be human like oh yeah 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 you know whatever so it's it's been so fun and i what you know about ode to chin oh that's right so it's made me it's made me happy to be able to like follow them over the years and yep. just see that they're doing well you know because like at, at first it was like switchfoot was this cool thing that you and and, and some of your cool friends knew about, uh-huh. uh, or, you know, in our case, not cool friends, just friends, but like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was like, dude, Switchfoot, cool, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, dude, Switchfoot's cool, uh-huh. you know, so that's great. And so to be talking with John is going to be amazing. And for our listeners that are like, kind of, maybe that some that, if the three people on the planet that aren't as familiar with who Switchfoot <laughs> are, <laughs> right. what, what would I be most familiar with? Rob, play a little Meant to Live, so this sure. is probably their biggest hit from that era that Rob was just speaking of. <laughs> Those are some fuzzy guitars. Fly, fly, 
So there we go. There's a little Meant to Live by Switchfoot, one of several songs that kind of took over the universe <laughs> in the uh, early 2000s. Um, and we're going to kind of scattershot all of our Switchfoot love uh, over across, you know, two plus decades. Yeah, this is going to be buckshot version of, of Switchfoot. We normally, for those of y'all that this may be your first time listening to us, we either focus on one particular song or one particular yeah. thing about, you know, the, the artist we're covering. Yeah. Um, but in this case, it's just too monster. And we want to talk on the Christmas project, but yeah. we would be remiss if we left out all the things that we love about Switchfoot. Yes. So let's do this first. Maybe let's do a little talk on the Christmas album first, and then we'll kind of cover some more general Switchfoot stuff. Because this here's the thing that uh, I really appreciated about this Christmas album. It, by the way, it's called This Is Our Christmas Album. It's it's very, uh, very clever uh, name. And it's uh, in following with the their last full album release, uh, which came out, uh, I think, in 2021 in Terabang, uh, in which all the song titles were non-capitalized, like no... You know what I mean? Very T.S. Eliot of them uh, to not capitalize any of this. So this is this is our Christmas album, and Christmas is the only word that's capitalized. It's all no caps, very plain, no punctuation, no parentheses. This is our Christmas album. Um, but one of the things that I have appreciated about it in listening through it is that it's not just a um, – a hey let's do a christmas album because we should or it'll it'll make us some money every year you know what i mean it's like a they put some thought into this christmas album yeah. is what i'm saying it's got 10 tracks five are originals um and five are classics you know what you'd call classics christmas songs that you might expect to hear but then the the first five are just like hey these are switchfoot songs and they happen to be revolving around Christmas. You know what I mean? And so you get everything from the really fun stuff like California Christmas where there's, I got to find the line where the BGVs are just singing in the most, uh, in the most like beach boys way, just singing the word avocados. I got to find this real quick. Hang on. Avocado grows in graffiti. Come on. That's just, it's adorable is what it is. Yeah. I mean, John Foreman has this voice. I don't really have a good descriptor for it, uh -oh. but it's unique uh -oh, among yes. rock voices. Um, it's like a, it's kind of wry. It's almost like he knows more than he's letting on. You know, mm -hmm. it's kind of, he, he just has this like, I don't know. I really am at a loss to kind of describe his voice, but it evokes a feeling in me. Every yeah. time I listen to it, it makes me comfortable. Yeah. It makes me feel at ease and it makes me feel like this guy knows what he's talking about and has more in his reserves. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like, so anyway, I just love to hear him, to hear him sing any thought makes it feel like it, is true. Yeah, that's good. Like, you I know, get that completely. So you get everything from from this fun, you know, California Christmas to more serious stuff like Looking for Christmas. This is the second track um, that's kind of like dealing with the reality that like Christmas is not everybody's favorite time of year. Christmas is not great for everyone. People are struggling. You know, the the world is in turmoil still. You know, and always. It's the man near the freeway. Sign says he's looking for change. The lives we lead as strangers make the whole world feel so strange. I give him a couple green pieces of paper, ex presidents' faces and names. And he asked me whether cash could ever bring change. And all the carols in my ear 
saying yeah. it's like it's very thoughtful that's a real song that just happened yeah you know what i mean that's not like uh you know we all we all know that there are cheap christmas albums out there absolutely right and some christmas albums are nothing if little more than a cash grab uh-huh. right yeah. it's a thing everybody knows if you put out a christmas album and it gets kind of airplay every year that's revenue and blah 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 but what i appreciate about this album is they put work into it it's yeah. it's a real christmas album these are real songs yeah um and then you get you know more fun in there that scrappy little christmas tree is like you know you immediately get that like a charlie brown christmas tree vibe um you know and let's you know it's and it becomes kind of a, a metaphor you know whatever um midlife christmas is more you know thoughtful um you know is um you know christmas isn't always the um the norman rockwell painting that i had growing up you know blah 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 blah. um and this is me at you know kind of like my halfway point you know thinking about christmas in a different way that kind of stuff and then you've got new year's day which kind of ends the original set with something more hopeful like there's there's something fresh on the horizon, you know what I mean? Christmas is over and we're looking toward, all right, what's next, you know? But it's just so full of hope, which is, I think, a one of the markers of Switchfoot, yeah, right? Is like, absolutely. They tell me the best in life is free And I feel spent, so I guess it means That the best is mine, but it doesn't seem so while I'm out here confessing things All last year got the best of me And I'm not sure that I'm ready for another goal it's Who hasn't felt that? Great melody you could, you could, And you knew that's where the melody was going yeah. Just because you've listened to Switchfoot Right <laughs> In the That's my favorite song on the project. That's an anthem right there, dude. It's just so very Switchfoot. It's like there's a Switchfoot album that landed in Christmas. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. it got covered in Christmas. Yeah. And then and then you get I heard then the bells on the Christmas classics, Day. Yeah. You get Christmas Time is here, which we love. You know, great to hear. I'm I'm down to hear anybody cover Christmas Time is here. Um, Silent Night, the Christmas song, Oh Little Town of Bethlehem. So you can close out the. Did I say Bethlehem? Like you, a true you, Southerner? You definitely went Tennessee. There. Wow. All the San Diego folk are <clears throat> like, what is me. Bethlehem? Excuse me, Bethlehem. <laughs> oh, that's um, better. <laughs> Bethlehem. Him. Um, yeah, so it, you know, it closes out with like the classics that you kind of expect, and you, you know, um, but uh, anyway, really enjoyable Christmas album. Go get it now. It is called This Is Our Christmas Album, and uh, you can get, and if you go to their website too, they have a bunch of cool different packages. If you want to really support them and buy directly from them, not only will they make more money than if you stream it or, or even if you purchase it from like iTunes or something like that, but you can give them more money directly and get cool stuff like vinyls and merch and, you know, stuff like that. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now let's go back and talk about some more generals, our our general switch foot um, love, and we can kind of uh, catch up with, you know, switch foot through the years, all the way come back around to the Christmas album. Um, and we will do our best to not make this a King's X episode. <laughs> <laughs> Those right. of y'all that hung out with us on our four-year anniversary, yeah. we hung out with another one of our favorites, Doug Pinnock. And we went deep. We on went Kings so X. deep. We're not going to go quite that far, <laughs> um, but let's do kind of start at the beginning. Uh, this is so from the 1997 uh, debut, The Legend of Chin. Let's do maybe you. Sounds good. There's always something in the way. There's always something. So you can hear already, this is their first album, and you can already hear, like, they kind of came out fully formed, you know? Like, they're mm-hmm. that already feels like one of those uh, kind of intimate feeling John Foreman, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. wisdom songs. Yeah. Um, and so even from the very beginning, here's a little ode to Chen, as you mentioned earlier. Are we ready? Get psyched, man. They're just having fun. Absolutely. They're always having fun. Tell me what's wrong. Tell me what's right. What's your direction? Think about somebody else for the night. Eyes more than girls. And cause more than words. You're more than this. So what's your direction? Well, there you go. It th- That album might not be as... Um, Big sonically as some of their later stuff, but you hear you you hear you their can see what's spirit. about to come. Yeah, yeah, you yeah you definitely hear. And so then uh, from gotta there, play the title track, a new way to be human. Yeah, that's the one we got. So new way to be human was the next album, and uh, honestly, of all their albums, I, this is probably the one that I've worn out the most. It's, I used to watch this video all the time. Oh yeah, play, oh, I've, I've seen yes. And this is where I, I go if they were if Legend of Chin was ninety five percent Switchfoot. New Way to Be Human is 100% switch yeah. foot, and they never looked back. Uh, that's good. Um, so here's the opening. This has all the all the attitude I expect from switch foot. Every day it's the same thing. Another trend has begun. Got a great misheard lyric coming here. So he says, hey, kids, hey, kids. Forever I thought it was the heck is. The heck is this could be the one. Come on. It's nothing we've ever been. There's a new way 
So there's that. Maybe my favorite, I think my favorite Switchfoot song is Company Car, which is track four on uh, New Way to Be Human. We played just a little bit of it, and I'm hoping to ask uh, John a couple questions about Company Car. It's a breezy little shuffle. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to stop my urges, or we're gonna play a hundred thousand songs. I'm gonna have to taper that a little bit. Uh, But then on that uh, on that album, you also had Only Hope, which was big in Walk to Remember. Yes, so kickstarted that Walk to Remember is kind of a pivotal moment, uh, I think, for Switchfoot musically. So if you remember, um, Walk to Remember had um, excuse me, Mandy Moore who is now, uh, you know, she's in This Is Us and she was entangled and, you know, whatever. Originally, though, she was music career, like she was like kind of a teen pop. You she know, was thing number happened. three behind Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, right? Okay. It been, what, is that how you would put her? That's fair, I guess. Ish. Yeah, maybe so. Um, but uh, so, yeah, she sang Only Hope in the movie Walk to Remember, which was, I, was that the first like Nicholas Sparks novel that kind of became a movie and like, Maybe it, it, it was like invented a new genre of movie where it's just oh turns out everything's just freaking sad yeah like exactly that's the kind of the Nicholas Sparks vibe um, yeah. and so like she was in you it. guys want to have a good time tonight don't watch Sorry. this yeah <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah so that was a big thing because there were a couple of their songs on that soundtrack and she sang that one like in the movie um, and so you know it was a big deal and opened up and so then people start who is what is that song you know mm-hmm. and then um, after Walk to Remember is the beautiful letdown but we don't want to skip before we go forward let's go back to 2000s uh, Learning to Breathe which is the first time that you hear Dare You to Move it will not be the last time that you hear Dare You to Move but this is the uh, Learning to Breathe album version things on this version that you get is 
kind of the drum fills on the second verse that aren't there on the uh, on the next version that you're going to hear. Anyway, huge song. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you get on yeah, the yeah. like the little differences. I love it when there's uh you know a couple different versions of a song out there because then you you go you inevitably ask yourself what's my favorite uh-huh. version of it, right? Yeah. But then you end up wishing for certain things on or not wishing that sounds like a negative if you're like i could combine if i could take the vocal line from that one and put it with this mix and yeah. this drum part you're like could i get the multi-tracks for both yeah and create your own- my perfect <laughs> yeah. mix yeah. of of dare you to move that would be awesome now i believe if i'm not mistaken i think it's i think it's changed for streaming purposes now but i believe on the original version i could be wrong I think on the original version, it was called I Dare You to Move. I have it upstairs. I can go check. I mean, feel free. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Okay, so I went up to verify, and this is an accidental flex as I forgot about this. I went up to verify, and I had uh, Learning to Breathe well before it came out because I worked at it. So if you want to know original, this is before it even hit the streets. Um, (laughs) This is advanced pre-release street date 9-26-2000. Okay. So this is, and it was, Rob is correct, track one, song listing, I Dare You to Move. I Dare You to Move. Look at that. So it got changed on the beautiful letdown, and then uh, I guess uh, subsequent, you know, streaming and releases. And this is for, a pretty cool little thing. That's, yeah, this. that's dope to have, dude. That's, that's awesome. very cool. I forgot I had that. Dang. Um, and I grabbed all my other You went ahead and grabbed the whole collection. I got all Why don't you talk about it? Foot I believe I see an autograph or I two. Have nati- I have Native Tongue autographed by all of them. Yeah. Um, I've got, I mean, Oh Gravity, Hello Hurricane, yeah. Where the Light Shines Through, Nothing Is Sound, Beautiful Letdown. Put um, them all here. Just and, and I have Legend of Chin and New Way to Be Human upstairs in a binder. I just didn't bring it down because they're... Binders. Remember... Oh, <laughs> man. That's where I pulled this from. Binders, this, okay. I pulled this from my CD booklet. <laughs> that's great. Um, so then Learning to Breathe was their their last of that sort of first era of Switchfoot where it was um, Charlie Peacock and it was on the... Uh, um, what was the late... Was it Sparrow? Sparrow Records? Might have been. And Well, here I can look and tell you. But Charlie Peacock actually wrote... Did you see that he even wrote a book um called only hope and john actually wrote the forward okay. on it so the foreman forward as it were oh, there you go the old uh, sparrow yeah it's okay sparrow. so that was like Kaboom. the the you know the christian label um and you know i've heard john uh mention that like in in them ending up what happened was they signed with charlie's label i think um, I, I could be wrong on that, but they they originally signed with the, the label is called Rethink. I think it was what it was, and that got bought by Sparrow. So the idea for them originally was not to be like let's hit the Christian market, mm-hmm. but when Sparrow bought that company, when Sparrow bought that label, then they were like, well, here we go. Yeah. It's, it, we're we're going to be in the Christian market, and so that wasn't really their intention. And I've I've seen that John said basically, you know, they felt like kind of half of who they were wasn't 
available at that point, you know, because it, it wasn't there. Like they're one of those bands, you know, you get the bands that are like, they are Christian, but they're afraid to say it for marketability purposes. That's never been Switchfoot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're kind of unapologetically uh, Christian, and you know, um, Tim and John's dad is like a pastor, and you know, um, and and they've never tried to hide anything about yeah. that. But they write in such a way that their songs have multiple layers for whoever's listening, and so like it, they have stuff that like if you're just Joe Schmo, who doesn't, who's never stepped into church in his life, hasn't read the Bible, whatever, anything like that, has no connection with, you know, religion of any kind. You can hear their songs and they'll get you. Yeah. Right. And then if you are of, you know, if you are of the faith and you listen to it, it'll get you and it'll get you a different way. It'll get you in a different layer. You know what I mean? But it's perfectly fine for everybody and not not everybody can write like that like Mm -hmm. switchfoot is pretty unique in being able to reach into both of those things equally well and it doesn't feel like it's an effort for them to do that some people you can feel like hey it sounds like he's trying to write a love song to god yeah like some people it feels that way yes but with him it feels like he's writing a good song right like you said that could be layered so like certain bands you know they come out it's like you said it's we used to call them god is my girlfriend songs there was so many of them that it was it was like a you know yes this is a love song but wink wink it's really about jesus yeah. you know what i mean and that's never been switchfoot's thing they're like we're not going to hide anything about who we are but it's also going to be accessible to everyone you know no matter what they're 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 not trying to exclude anybody or include anybody it's just we write these songs and i hope you like them and yeah. here you know let's go surf um, <laughs> you know like okay so after learning to breathe then uh comes oh man i'm just looking down this track list the economy of mercy just so good let's go living is simple um then you have the uh, the inclusion in uh in the Mandy Moore movie who's what is it Shane West was he the guy in that i have He's no Shane, idea Shane Shane something and i have just never been able to stand that guy just because of his <laughs> face his face has the way always I hate bothered Stay- me Taylor Swift's face you don't know, like Shane West yeah okay. I, and so i've i just whatever but anyway good for them um they got so they got sort of wider mainstream exposure from that and then they signed with Columbia Records and put out this earth-shattering album the Beautiful Letdown, their first uh, major label distribution album, and it freaking catches the world on fire. We already played you some of Meant to Live. Um, and I didn't it, know that Jack Joseph Puig did some of the tracks on here. Yeah, and uh, yeah, look at the the who's who of of uh, mixing and engineering and all that stuff. It's like Puig is on there. Um, what's his name? Um, um, uh, doggone it. Um, John Fields. Did oh, my it. gosh. Tom Lord. Algae, yeah, yeah, Lord Algae, yep. yeah, like you know, Chris and Tom Lord, Algae. yes, both of the Lord Algies, right? Like huge mixers. I mean, and you can hear it. I mean, you can hear it. The mix is in- incredible. Like yep. sonically, this is one. This is like I had people who at that point I knew some people who were like already working kind of in the music industry and blah 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 blah. blah. And they were like, "Have you heard the new Switchfoot album?" <laughs> yeah, they're like, "It's." I mean, it sounds good yeah. you know um and it did it did kind of production wise go up to the next level for them not that anything they were playing or doing was so much different um but sonically it was just spot on so i mean i have the pre-release of this one as well that i had and my coordinate rep at the time came and he gave it to me he's like he's like you he said this a lot but he would always try to get us to because i worked at a christian bookstore get us to carry a lot of a project uh-huh. and he's like 
they're saying this is going to be the biggest thing to come out. Yeah. But I'm, they being everybody. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, you know, I've heard that before. And I took it home and listened, and I was like, this guy ain't lying. Yeah. Like, this is going to be monster. It was literally, I mean, so huge. And we talked about this uh, before, like, you know, the um, the last era, the last gasp of the CD era was around this time, right? Before, now, I mean, CDs still sold for a while, but they were soon to be replaced as the number one way that people uh, got their music. iTunes was starting to take over, and of course, Napster and all that had already happened, so it's like streaming and downloading and all that stuff was was happening. Um, but this CD was one of those last bastions of everybody had this physical album. Everybody had these liner notes, you know, and that those are albums became especially few and far between around this time. But this is one of the last ones that I think about, um, as the last great, like just albums that, yeah, of course I've got that album. Why would you, you know, why, why would you give this to me for Christmas? You know, I have it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, stinking everything about this album is is awesome. Uh, this is your life would be, um, you know, another of the big hits off this one. Jeez, a little synth action going before, which was new to them. Newer. They've always had this sort of um, experimental, you know, a little bit. They were always ahead of the curve, I'll say that, on production. Yeah. Yesterday is a wrinkle on your forehead. Yesterday is a promise that you've broken. Don't close your Yeah. And I've always loved when you get toward the end of the song and he's doing ad libs up top. Like he's just going. Dude, yeah, that's good, man. so good. So much great, yeah. great stuff on this album. Like, there are no misses on this album not, not whatsoever. One. Not There's... one. You could pick one, and I would be like, oh, yeah, and right. sing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I yes. think On Fire is my favorite. I know okay. it's the slow ballad. Oh, yeah, but the ballad. That, that one gets me every time. Yeah. Uh, just a little bit. Just feel it. Just feel it. <laughs> just bring your all to the altar this morning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, such an emotional... Tell you when you need Let's hit that that chorus. This chorus uh, aches. Like to go back to the first track that you played, which was you off of Legend of Chin, I yeah. felt like that's where they wanted to be there and yeah. they landed there here. Good call. And so I, that's, that's, a, I'm glad we played you at the yeah. beginning because that one yeah, yeah. brings it all home for me. And then you've still got, you know, they're always having, there's always some fun. Like Switchfoot is always thoughtful 
always purposeful and always fun, mm-hmm. right? And so on that one, one of the on that album, one of the perfect examples is Gone. Yeah, I just it's such a funny song, and we won't play it, but like just listen to Gone, it's, like Al Pacino's cat, like Al Pacino's is it cat? Right, I thought it's it Cash. Cat? Cash would make more sense. I'll say cat forever. <laughs> like Let me look at Cheetos cat. I was like, what? I was like, is there a hit in the store? I gotta look that up right now. That is, it's gonna be right, cash. Looking into the liner notes. It's definitely gonna be cash. <laughs> Why am I saying cat? <laughs> Hang on. What if it's neither? Cash, yeah. Al Pacino's cash. There we Nothing go. Nothing left. Cat. I was like, oh, poor cat. <laughs> I just pictured him in Scarface, like, <laughs> like giving the business. Where's my freaking cat? <laughs> Okay, cash. There we go. It's like that movie, right? Wasn't wasn't isn't there a movie that basically is that now with uh Bob, uh, Bob Odenkirk, Steve 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 Odenkirk, Bob Odenkirk, Bob Odenkirk, yeah, from yeah. Um, yeah, where he was like, uh, there's two movies like this because one he's he's the guy that's like, give me the bracelet or something, right? The kitty Hello Kitty bracelet. He goes off. He goes like John Wick, okay, I, trying to find some his daughter's kid, Hello Kitty bracelet or something. And then there's a uh, what's the movie Keanu with Key and Peele. Where they go to literally, literally rescue a cat, and they're like, no, I don't know "Oh man, it's such a funny movie." It's those. Key and Peele, and they're like going like they're going like gangster trying to f- get this cat back, but they're also in the car like getting hyped up listening to George Michael. Okay. It's it's so random. What and funny. other music podcast are you gonna hear? Uh, yeah, this no, no kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, about Al Pacino's fake cat that wasn't yeah. even real. Um, okay, then following beautiful letdown. So basically, once the beautiful letdown comes and and explodes they're kind of free to write their own ticket um you know and they and they they follow up you know nothing is sound is next you get oh gosh what's stars Stars. maybe yeah okay get the stars it's probably not that key but close enough i mean bro that's just good love a good lydian lick that sharp 11 in there. Look at the stars when I look at the stars when I look at the stars I see someone else when I look at the stars Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Shadow proves the sunshine. Ugh. Happy is a yuppie word. I like the Let's blues go. on there. The blues, yeah. Dang, just I, I think mostly our point here is they just kept killing it forever. <laughs> like once they started crushing, they just have never stopped crushing. Yeah. Um, I did meant to give just a few facts on. I know we usually kind of run down some stats and stuff, and the beautiful letdown is probably the album to have done that with. Let me go back for just a second just to give you kind of an idea of of what it did. Uh, it was double platinum. That means two plus uh, two plus million albums uh, in the U.S. alone. Uh, then they had a live DVD that was called live in San Diego that also went platinum. Like that was a whole other thing of like, you can put out a CD and sell it for 10 bucks and it can go platinum. Then you can put out a DVD and sell it for 20, Yeah. And, and it, for it to go platinum also, like that's nice. That's not bad. You know, they were nominated, uh, for, Six 2005 Dove Awards across five categories. The Artist of the Year, which they won. Group of the Year. Song of the Year twice. They had two songs in the Song of the Year. Dare You to Move and Meant to Live. Um, they were nominated for Rock Contemporary Record uh, Recorded Song of the Year, which they won for Dare You to Move. Um, and they won uh, were nominated for uh, video, both short and long form. So, like, huge year for them. 
Um, and Beautiful Letdown is probably their their most awarded. Now, they won a 2011 Grammy uh, for an album that's coming later, Hello Hurricane. It won in kind of a weird category, Best Rock or Rap Gospel Album. They were like... Rock or Rap. Let's yeah, just throw them together. Yeah, like, uh, you know, there's not, they're pretty much the same. <laughs> the rock and the rap, they're pretty much... Grits and Switchfoot are the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, so anyway, what we're saying is, Switchfoot is... Bad Dude, to the bone. They had a song on there called Your Love is a Song that I love on Hello Hurricane. Yeah. So good. Let's play it. Let's yep. play Snip. We're just playing Snips, you know? We're just talking about how much we love Switchfoot. That's all. Here's a little bit of Your Love is a Song. Yeah. You can jump to the chorus if you want. Right? Okay. Just for time's sake. And then that album also produced one of their bigger hits, actually, um, which is The Sound, parentheses, John M. Perkins Blues. This charted well for them. This was probably their biggest hit since the Beautiful Letdown album. Which, come on, that's just dirty. This gives me good fight scene movie soundtrack vibes <laughs> gearing up for a fight scene slow motion dude yeah man it's so much good stuff and so now that was hello hurricane was their first album post uh columbia records so that was independent and did great and then now they're just like basically what happened is i think john said um you know when we signed at columbia it was more about the people that were there and once those people were gone there was really no reason for us to be there and so they're like let's do this you know do this one independently um and from now on they've 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 partnered at times with major labels for distribution you know and that kind of thing but they've gone this line of like we can kind of do it ourselves Mm -hmm. you know um and they can. They're pro- producing most of their stuff themselves and, uh, you know, just freaking making it happen. Do we have a meet the band? We do. And I would like to do it on my favorite Switchfoot album, which okay. is where the light shines through. That's yes. my favorite. Okay. So let's meet the band from that and then maybe we can play a clip or two from that one. Absolutely. That's my favorite Switchfoot project. Okay. All right. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all. Gonna meet the band that played on Where the Light Shines Through because we always do a meet the band section and I get to do the meet the band section, so I'm gonna pick the meet the band section All off right. my favorite Switchfoot album. This will be 2016. This will be where 2016. The light shines yep, and I actually have the set list from where I saw them in 2017. I saw them in 16 and then in 17. Um, I actually saw them uh, with Lifehouse and got this set list from the show there in Nashville, August the 16th, 2017 killer set list all right here we go um but we're gonna meet the band now john foreman lead vocals and guitar i'm gonna save all things john for when we hang out with him um shortly so uh but that that's gonna be a lot of fun when y'all when we talk to him hopefully we're saying that in advance in faith 
um, on bass guitar, background vocals, John's brother, Tim Foreman. Um, he's an actor in movies. He's been in uh, Cabin in the Woods, Fading West, and Unbroken, The Path to Redemption. Um, him and his wife, Andrea, have been married since 2001, which I'll give props there that they got married in 2001 and are still married through a rock and roll era. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty impressive to True. live through that um, at the hype of that. So nice job, Tim. Chad Butler on drums and percussion. He was born in Amsterdam on a boat. Literally okay. born on a boat. Uh, grew up in the UK, moved to San Diego, uh, California. He plays, and tell me I'm pronouncing this right because I've said it 132 times, Heisty symbols. Yes. There we go. Boom. Um, he plays a Masters Medium Ride, Masters Dark Crash Ride, Masters Dark Crash, and Masters Dark Hi-Hats. Okay. So, um, so he is... Uh, predominantly peisty. He's a peisty guy. There you go. Um, on keyboards and a little bit of guitar, Jerome Fontamias. Um, he was in the band Mortal. Do you remember them with uh, Ja Rosan? No, I don't Their think so. second album, Fathom, is one of my favorites. Okay. So pick up Mortal Fathom. It's a cool-looking album. It's really good. Um, the lead singer from them is a guy named Mark Solomon. He went on to, to sing in Stavesaker. I don't know okay, if you remember Stavesaker, them in the yeah, Crucified. Yeah. The, it's kind of industrial metal. Yeah. So that that went on to become in the band Folds and Jura. Okay. So they're another kind of in that in that era. I was working in the industry. At I was going to say so you were knee I deep have in that all stuff. this because I was in it. Yeah. Uh, but that's a, those of y'all out there that know who Folds and Jura is and Stave Saker, let's high five right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, on guitar, Drew Shirley. He was the guitar player for Altogether Separate. Yeah. And I love their first album. It came out in '96. They had a worship album or two as well mm-hmm. too, but. I love their first album. Their first album was killer so good. good. They were originally called Praise House, but there was another te- like techno group with the same name. Altogether so, separate. So, Ten so they times changed better name. To, exactly. They had a song called Paradigm. It's kind of weird on yes. a Switchfoot album to play Paradigm, <laughs> but let's just play 20 or 30 seconds of Paradigm yes. just so that we can have some, some flashback. That album is so good. Um, I'd love to talk to those guys sometime. Drew yeah. or I think his name was Dax or Dex, something like that. Alexander. I can't be making that yeah. up, but I think that's... Yeah, dude, anyway, I used to wear that dude, album I love out. this album, too. Wear so, cool cover uh, with his yeah. hair everywhere. So. My favorite track on that was Truth About God. Oh, yeah, had, tell you the truth super about God. Super bluesy, yeah. had a cool, like, uh, time change yeah, in it. Yeah, it's great, you know. great stuff. So, Ca- Camouflage Soul. Oh, Camouflage Soul yeah. into Truth About yeah, God. That's what it was. It was, it. A, it was a double. That's right. There. Yeah. Good call. So, Drew Shirley on guitar uh, there, and uh, man. And, and he was with them up until this year. So, this uh-huh. year, he backed, backed away, uh, you know, backed out of the band and so now they're continuing forward drewless mm-hmm. um and we'll see if they bring in another guitar player eventually or if they just continue as a four-piece and there was some uh good supporting backing vocalists and guest musicians on this album they have a song called looking for america and they had lecrae come on there who's a big time rapper so i guess rap and rock right yeah. Yeah, there you go LeCrae. um and then i wonder if that was an offshoot of like the new metal era where they're like uh, you know what i mean yeah. you know what let's just it's all it's all the limp biscuit now it, anyway get puddle of mud it's <laughs> Let's, let's just, just combine throw, them. Yeah, Limp Bizkit. Uh, the, uh, Robert Randolph plays pedal steel on really? the day that I found God. Yeah, so big-time guitar player. So oh, he's couple, wicked nasty. A couple, couple cool guests on that. So that's the Meet the Band section from my favorite Switchfoot album, which is Where the Light Shines Through. I mean, any of those songs on there are money. So yeah. just pick it up and listen to the whole thing. You can't go wrong with Switchfoot. This is yeah. what we're saying. You're going you're gonna to leave a Switchfoot album feeling good. Yeah. You're going to leave it feeling challenged. Uh, and you're going to leave it feeling cared for, quite frankly. You know, 
Uncle John. He's going to take good care of you. So then after where the light shines through was the next one native tongue? I think so. I think it would have been, and I do have an autographed copy of that. And we That's skipped it. over, gosh, we skipped over Vice Versus. And we skipped over Oh Gravity. Oh, Gravity, we skipped Jeez. over. Yeah. Play, you know, and I'd like to hear Dark Horses a little bit. So okay. let's go back and find it. I, I mean, it's just. I don't know. we be just, here all day. I know. We, we said we weren't going to do this. So here we are. <laughs> That's, that's my favorite heavy Switchfoot song. Yeah, I was just thinking I, about they have these like kind of two sides of the same coin where uh, they'll satisfy that heavy thing, yeah. but then they'll also give you some like loops and like tenderness and you know whatever. But, I, and if I was going to pick one off of where the light shines through, since we played some, let's play "Live It Well" because those that chorus is my like. It's life is short. Want to live it well? Yeah. You know, I mean, that says enough that you need to write to. And you get a really classic John Foreman, yeah, at the beginning, like the way he <laughs> says, yeah. Everybody has their own, yeah. yeah. You got your, yeah. There it is. There's the John, yeah. <laughs> Sammy Hagar's got his own, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's great. has this pronunciation the way he forms all these words is so uniquely john yeah They're just so good, and Absolutely. they just keep doing it. And so the next thing then after that was, uh, or getting us up to kind of where we are now in the narrative, is Native Tongue 2019, which also won awards. Like, it's just, they've never, it's not that they haven't slowed down, uh, but it's that they haven't uh, eased up That's is better the word, it, right? Yeah. Like, they've, uh, you know, they've taken some pauses here and there, and I think there was a brief kind of formal hiatus for a little while. Um, and John did some recordings of his, his own solo stuff and he did, um, uh, Oh gosh, what's the group? Fiction with the guy family. From Nickel, yeah. Fiction family with the guy from nickel Creek, uh, Sean, um, and the original, by the way, the original, uh, name for, uh, fiction family was supposed to be the original Sean John, yeah, the, right? <laughs> real Sean John, the real, oh, the real Sean John. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, you've got Native Tongue, and then that brings you up to uh, 2021's Interrobang. Um, gosh, we Fading West. We didn't even mention, you mentioned the movie, yeah. but the Fading West was like a combo uh, album documentary, you know, thing. And it's like a kind of like a surf uh, surf documentary, you know, with Switchfoot. They've just done so much. I mean, it really is. It's weird to think that Switchfoot's been going for 25 years. Crazy. Because they still feel new. Uh-huh. In my brain, my, my brain feels in, like... Same. In my brain, they're still young and cool. Yeah. And they are. And they, they are cool, but... Yes, uh, you know, they're not as young. They're not <laughs> no. as young, but they're still... 
as cool. But they're still, yes, exactly. They never got any less cool. Um, so then 2021 in Tarot Bang comes out and then a, a deluxe edition, I think earlier this year. Um, and let's do a little bit of, I don't know, maybe fluorescent off that. It's a resolution right there. That's a world-class resolution. Beating his wings against a dusty window. I want him to sing the interview. <laughs> I think he would. What does your favorite gas station snack food? I had my wings. You were the brightest star in the black night. A little darker in tone here. I just told myself a joke. <laughs> Dude, I, so I would, I would love for I was trying to think what would be the best answer to the gas station thing if he was going to sing it. And I kind of would like for him to go, a bag of yams. <laughs> <laughs> Please say a bag of yams and sing it like that, John. <laughs> oh, that just happened. Why? I don't know. But that was so good, though. <laughs> Everybody on the count of three, sing with me. A bag of yams. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, oh, that was the random moment this episode needed. Let's play stop the genius. I feel like okay. Stop the genius! Stop the genius! Stop the genius! It's time to stop the genius. Jump up and take your part. I take your part. All right, we're gonna play stump the genius. Um, I, the biggest album from Switch we talked about is probably the, the beautiful letdown. So we're going to do biggest letdowns. Um, <laughs> wow. and, I'm raising my hand already. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, sports. Uh, we're going to do sports. Biggest letdowns. Okay. Um, Is this prior to the Braves 2021, uh, 2022 postseason? I, I, I know. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to tell a little bit of scenarios or whatnot and give some questions to go okay. with it. Right. I, think you'll, I think you'll do okay. Okay. I don't know if I'm trying to stump you on this or cheering for you. Okay. Probably trying to stump a little bit. I don't know. We'll see how this lands. All right. Biggest letdown. Number one, Chris Weber from Michigan. Yeah. Calls the timeout that they didn't have. Yes. Do you remember what team Michigan was playing? Ooh. Uh, ooh, ooh, I'm just going to get, let's say Duke. Was it Duke? Close. North Carolina. North Carolina. Uh, okay, that's okay, the other right. one that you would guess. Okay. Yeah. Number two, um, the closest the Titans ever came to winning the Super Bowl. Ooh. Kevin Dyson <sighs> reaches for the end zone. Yeah. Do you remember which team beat Tennessee? Uh, it was the Rams? It was the Rams. Yeah. Jingle that bell. Give yourself some credit. Okay. Nicknamed, this is a fun one, Baby Jordan. He was yeah. only in the league four years. Yeah. Kind of a flop. Do you remember his name? Harold Miner. Harold Miner. Yeah. Yes. Came so, in and won the dunk competition with like a 360 windmill or yeah, something. Yeah, he was awesome. Everybody's like, Baby Jordan. I, no. Literally, I, that's who, I, th- th- this is shameful to say, but when I was doing like seven foot dunk contests uh-huh. in my driveway, I would be Harold Miner. You wanted to be Harold Miner. Sorry. Our podcast is kind of the Harold Miner of the music <laughs> podcast world. Here we go. Okay. Um, so we're on the Jordan theme. Michael Jordan's last basketball team he played for okay. after the Bulls. He came out of retirement again. You remember who he retired with? Um, 
was it the Birmingham Barons? Not baseball. Oh, I'm sorry. The, oh, the Washington Wizards. Washington Wizards. Yeah. There you go. Boom. All right. So we've gotten three out of four. Yeah. So you got to get this yeah. one. Okay. Going back, college basketball. Ooh, okay. the toughie. Yes. UNLV, 1990-91, the greatest, possibly the greatest college basketball team ever. They were like 34-0, and then they lost in the tournament. They had Larry Johnson, Stacey Ogman, Greg Anthony. Do you know who beat them? And go with initial gut. Wow. Uh, okay, say it, say it again now. So, what U- year? UNLV, 90-91. Uh, crud. I mean, it's almost you. Almost you're always safe guessing Duke, North Carolina, and Kentucky. So I'm gonna go Duke. Duke. There All you right, go. let's do it. I oh, broke no, the bell. We broke the bell bro- manually. Is there no it's, bell in there? There's. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh wow. Oh, All right, we're gonna need a new bell. We're gonna need a new bell. All right. Well, that timed out good because. Uh, well, let's. You know what? I'll give you one more bonus that we will manually just because this was a letdown that I just learned about and okay. it made me laugh. So this is bonus extra credit. This is fun play at home. So the year Y two K. Let's just talk about yeah. that as okay. a letdown right. period. Oh look, fixed it. Hey, all right. The year glitched. Okay. Yeah. So there there was a glitch that caused a guy to have a video he rented. Be past due or overdue for a hundred years. Oh, and the cost of it was ninety one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. Holy cow! They fixed the glitch, of course. Not. Sure. So the video was another letdown. The general's daughter. <laughs> Do you remember who starred in the general's daughter? Have we talked about that movie? I don't know. Maybe. The general's I think daughter. So. Yes, I think, I think we so. casually mentioned it in something. What? Be- what? No, I do not. No. Because okay, it was an episode. Well, it would have been. Here's a hint. And the actor uh-huh. we have also talked about in a rivalry episode. Okay, uh, bro. He was a focal I- point of a rivalry episode. Project that I like that you don't. Okay, so that'd be Travolta. That'll be Travolta. Okay. There you go. Okay. So, General's daughter. General's okay. Daughter. Okay. So, okay. Travolta. So that was just bonus for, for anyone. But great job. You got your right. 80%. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I did all right. And I feel bro- good about it. And myself. he broke the bell. And I broke the bell. Let's get a new one. Uh, it's, 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 we're long overdue for a bell upgrade. We let's be are. honest. That one says, I think it's time for wine <laughs> yeah. or something like that. <laughs> and we don't even drink wine. Yeah. But we're, uh, uh, I listen, found the bell at the dollar store. With all these multiple thousands of dollars we're getting from Patreon every month. We can afford a better bell, okay? Get one of those big, like, big Liberty Bell-looking things. Yeah. Just That's just it. This, is, it. this could be our sponsorship. That's right. This, it's time for a sponsor. Let's a get, bell sponsor. Let's get uh, Bell South or Liberty Mutual <laughs> yeah. or, uh, who, you know. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Come on. That's on brand. Let's do it. All right. Um, so, let's do this. We're already an hour into this. Oh, my goodness. An hour into and this episode. And we're still going to hang out with John. So, so we're. Let's, yeah. let's wrap it up. Let's expedite things here. And we're going to kick it to our interview with John Foreman. But let me just say this. To recap, one, Switchfoot is awesome. Two, Switchfoot has a new Christmas album. It's awesome. Go get it. Three, Switchfoot loves you and they'll never let you down. <laughs> Four, Switchfoot loves to surf. And Switchfoot <laughs> is, in fact, a surfing term. If you didn't know that, Switchfoot is a term about uh, I did not know that. Switching, your, switching the direction that you're facing as you're surfing. Like It's a, it's a foot move where you switch your feet and you, it's about facing the opposite direction. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, uh, tur- it's like turning around and, you know, that kind of thing. There's metaphor there if you want to find it. Um, and they were originally called Chin Up. Um, oh, that's right. going to be my last note on Switchfoot, which makes the legend, legend of, of Chin, Chin and Ode yeah. to Chin kind of uh, come into come into focus a little bit more. Um, 
but I think that's I think that's all I'm gonna all I'm gonna give us on Switchfoot so that we don't belabor the interview anymore. We're gonna go talk to John Foreman of Switchfoot uh, in just a second, but I need you to do one more thing. I need you to grab your phone, go to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, uh, MySpace. And hit uh, hit that follow button at Great Song Pod, um, and uh, join our Facebook group. Face what's it? <laughs> great songs I and am the great pride. Pe- great songs and the great people who love them greatly. That's I don't even it. have Facebook, That's but I've heard him say it. And, so. <laughs> and if you want to go the extra mile and become a producer of the show, uh, and please, you can tell that we need great improvement. You can go to <laughs> patreoncom slash Pod. That's p a t r e o n dot com slash Pod. And when you support us at any level on Patreon, you'll get all the goodies that we can offer you: bonus shows, extended episodes. <laughs> ad-free, exclusive shows. Our whole second podcast, The Catch-Up with Robin JP, is on there. Um, And so, yeah, all those things are available when you go to patreon.com slash greatsongpod. But now, let's get to the guest of the day. We're going to go talk to John Foreman of Switchfoot, and we'll be back to tuck you in at the end. This is The Great Song Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, we are here with John Foreman of Switchfoot. So cool to have you on with us today. John, thank you so much for joining us on The Great Song Podcast. Thank you for having me. We've already been talking baseball. Yeah. So hit him with the Padres thing (laughs) out the gate. Man, such a good season for the Padres. (laughs) A little disappointing at the end, but what are your overall feelings about the Padres season? Oh, man. I, you know, I think to do such incredible work without Tatis and with all this stuff that they had to deal with. You know, next year is going to be our year. That's it. But right? going to win the let's MVP. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Let's get in first. First, let's go straight to the Christmas album. Let's let's, do it. let's talk about this is our Christmas album. First of all, what made what made right now the time for the the Switchfoot Christmas album to happen? So, twenty twenty had a little bit of time home. Sure, as we all did, and I started. I don't know. You, you start to obsess over little things, right? You, you think, oh, I'm going to do this project. I'm going to do that. One of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to cu- curate a Christmas playlist. And it turns out that there, was, there wasn't an album that did what I wanted to, for Christmas. So I thought, what, what, would that, what would that album look like? What do I want to listen to? What's the Christmas album I want to hear? And so this, this entire project kind of came from that. What is it? Be the Christmas record you want to see in the world. Is that the <laughs> the age old adage? So that's what we did. We just said let's let's make that album. That's you know one of the things that we we talked about in our in our just talking about the album and covering it was that it is a um, it feels like this is a, a switchfoot record that is Christmas centric. You know, it's, um, you didn't do that thing that people have done before where it's like, yeah, I'm going to put out a schlocky Christmas album just so that either I can say I did or because I know it will sell and it'll kind of be, you know, every year I'll get some Christmas play, but it's like, you really put thought into this album. Um, and there's, you know, all the, all the hallmarks of what you expect from Switchfoot are evident in the original tunes, you know, that are the first half of this, of this Christmas album. Um, and so that's something I've really appreciated it is that it's not just the, um, Norman Rockwell carving up the Turkey, you know, Christmas, but there's like, you're dealing with stuff even in the midst of this whole, you know, this whole thing. Um, and so I think that's one of the great qualities about it is that it's, it's very grounded. Mm. Well, I'm very honored to hear that. I, we spent, 
I mean, as we always do with every record, inordinate, inordinate amount of time trying to pour ourselves into it. And um, I, I discovered from a songwriting perspective, Christmas is an incredible um, treasure trove of emotional depth to, to mine. When you mine a Christmas topic, you're mining these words that have so much weight. They're pregnant with so, such meaning. And not all of it's good. You know, I mean, we've all had beautiful, wonderful experiences in our lives, hopefully, you know, during Christmas. And, but then there's, there's other things that we're wrestling with where, um, you know, loss of, of loved ones, people that aren't who we thought they'd be, aren't who they should have been for Christmas, you know, so, so every, and every, it comes around once a year and brings all these emotions back to the surface. So as, as a songwriter, I was like, kind of blown away by um it's kind of a songwriting dream really because you you're you just say three or four words and and you just touched a lot of buttons for a lot of people good bad ugly you know true you know of course the the single kicks off the album california christmas and it's like you know beach loving fun you know bring a christmas tree to the beach you know all that kind of stuff actually i think my one of my favorite moments on the whole record is just the background vocals on that song singing avocados avocados <laughs> um, but like uh but then immediately you're into that second track looking for christmas and you and you go okay we're gonna get into that <laughs> like yeah, that happened qu- that was a quick turn <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I love it. That's it's like you say. You know, there's not a lot of um, Christmas albums that are willing to kind of deal with that reality. You it's know a I mean? real Christmas, like it's real. Yeah, uh, and so we like that. And Switchfoot's always been a real band, and y'all. So we we love to hear that come through on a Christmas project. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm honored. The avocados. You have that, my brother to thank for that. He was like, <laughs> "No, we have to sing just." avocados avocados (laughs) brilliant and then yeah the second track i mean i i think for me maybe i'm the only i'm not the only person that wrestles with it but you know um you're it's a it's a season that really kind of galvanizes the entire populace where you're looking at the homeless guy at the freeway on-ramp with a different perspective you're thinking oh man what does christmas mean to him you know um and how do we, what does it mean to say peace on earth and goodwill to men in the postmodern era? What does that look like? How do I bring that to someone who's, who's homeless, houseless, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, let's take a second and bring it up a little bit. You went to UC San Diego, go Tritons. There you go. So there we go. Did you ever run into one of our favorite bass players who went there, Nathan East or Billy Bean or Benico del Toro? You ever meet anybody run into anybody famous from uh, other than yourself from UC San Diego? <laughs> so my the funny thing is, um, so Nathan East, are you talking about the, the, the bass, bass player? player? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So my brother had Nathan East on his wall <laughs> as a kid. Yeah. I still did. remember it. It was a picture of Nathan East. There's a couple other bass players, and the the sign in all caps was all bases covered. Nice. Um, oh, got it. And and I I the funny thing is I didn't even went to UCSD. Oh, well, so there you, there you go. I, I got to tell my brother, hey, that's that's our connection with there, Nathan East right there. That, that's your way in. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. Well, then there you go. I'm yeah. glad we could provide a little something to you. <laughs> yes. Um. As so, you guys now have been around. I mean, 
I think what first album was 96, 97, Legend of Chin. 97, uh, yeah. Okay, so you know, I mean you're hitting you're at that 25 year mark now as far as releasing music for that long as you begin to get older. And trust me when I say I don't think San Diego <laughs> older is the same as regular older. Um but but as you've kind of put some years behind you in this thing, how has your approach changed as it regards uh writing, touring, uh, band dynamics, even the industry. Uh, looking back 25 years later, what's how is your approach different now than it was when you first started? That's such a good question. I know. <laughs> In some ways, everything has changed, you know, because I the first album I wrote in my dorm room, um, it was themes, you know, of college girls, um, dorm room life. Uh, there's a, a song about a chemistry course I was taking. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, I think that um, as you grow up, as you get older, your understanding of the world changes. We, on that first album, we, we hit the road and found ourselves in, you know, Amsterdam and, and France and the UK. And suddenly your world gets a lot bigger. Hopefully you're riding around about topics that feel a little bit bigger than your dorm room, you know? And so I think the, the goal still is, is for me is I think it goes back to when I was in high school and music felt like the only way I could communicate about subjects that I had a hard time talking mm -hmm. through. It could be politics, um, theology, God, girls, sex, whatever it is. I think, um, music afforded me the ability to be honest in a way that just pure conversation couldn't. And I, the irony is that's still what I do every time I pick up a guitar is I, I'm, I'm basically attempting to traverse a landscape that I can't get across any other way, you know, and it's beautiful that music allows you to do that in front of perfect strangers and find a commonality and feel comfortable, you know, so that's the thing that has not changed. That's great. I love that. Um, the, one of the things that we, and I kind of mentioned this already, but that, that we've always loved about Switchfoot is that your, your writing is so thoughtful. And I mean, both in that it is caring and kind of, you know, uh, gentle in its approach. Um, it, but also it is full of thought. You write music for people who are not afraid to think and you write music for people who, you know, um, enjoy, you know, uh, Kierkegaard and, you know, whatever, right? Like all these, um, you know, so like it, it's, it's music that is, we were talking uh, yesterday about it's music that hits different people at different levels, right? So you guys have never been shy, you know, like about your faith um, and, and that kind of thing, but your music has never shut anybody away. Um, you know, it's, it, it hits people who like are not religious at all on certain levels. And then it hits people who are religious on other levels that mean different things and mean more things to them. How do you, how do you, or is it just a natural thing? Just balancing all that. Do you ever have to like check yourself and go, you know, this is, this is speaking to a certain set of people, but not a certain set of people. Maybe I need to adapt something or, you know, how do you walk that line really? Yeah. I feel like a good story is always welcome. Um, I don't care 
where the where you're coming from. If you got a good story that's honest, I'm listening. You know, like uh, movie, book, um, campfire, whatever it is. Um, I think that's always been the goal for the songs is just to tell the truth. And um, I had I got a chance to meet um, Bono years ago and and he gave he 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 was in this room of songwriters and he said um god doesn't need a lawyer your job is to be honest oh, and that yeah. advice stuck with me where um i think you see you see honesty and and i think it 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 matters a lot you know, a lot, but that's the beautiful thing about kids is they see through all the, the pretense, you know, and I think that's what a listener is at, at the best is where these kids just listening for the truth, you know, listening for a good story. And so when I write a song, I try and embody that child and just write from that honest place, you know, and, for, and try and forget about all the, the politics and the war and the other battles inside my head, you know? Well, I love that you've taken it with you even in your solo stuff, like your love is strong from the spring EP, like you've taken it with you even there. And even in fiction family, like the, the writing style or real Sean, John, whatever you want to call it. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, we have, you took that with you every step. Um, it's not just been in the Switchfoot stuff. So I got to tie that back into, since you did a Bono name drop. And since we talked about what was on Tim's wall, um, what poster was on your wall? You, I know your musical influences. I know you had YouTube, you know, police, all that. You had a solid name drop with Keith Green in there. So the Christian community, we go, yay, good call on the Keith Green. What uh, what poster did you have? In, what poster did you have on your wall, John? So I I had so many posters. My room, Pick I one or two turned it. <laughs> yeah, I turned it into a into my studio. I threw my bed like up in the on the wall and like propped it into the closet and, and um, there's a drum set and just padding up on all the walls. And then any part of the wall that wasn't covered with, with padding, like egg crate kind of stuff. Had a poster. Had a poster. So, I mean, I had everybody and, you know, from, um, you know, the wallflowers to, um, the Sundays to Led Zeppelin or, you know, police, whoever. And then, but the one that my, my wife makes fun of me for, um, her sister was on our record company when we were, when we first got signed to rethink her name's, uh, Sarah Mason. Oh, shut up. Yeah. I I worked in a Christian bookstore, uh, late nineties through mid two thousand or two thousand four ish. So I'm very familiar with yeah. Sarah Mason. Yeah, for sure. So there you go. Yeah, and she's incredible. She truly is just amazing as a person and and as a musician. Um, but yeah, so I got I got the poster. I'm like, dude, this is going up on my wall. <laughs> like it was in a promo thing of like, hey, we'd love to sign you to the record. This is these are the other acts that are involved, but. Yeah, so she's she always makes money be for, for that. So that that's probably the the, the one that, that stands out. <laughs> which uh, which wallflower song do you karaoke? If they're like John, we're do, do you do? I one mean, headlight? one headlight is yeah, hard that's, that's to sm- beat. That's man. Smart, yeah. smart play. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, I got to go. I'm going to go old school here. I think maybe my favorite, this is hard to say, but maybe my favorite, I'll say the Switchfoot song that I end up singing to myself most often is Company Car. Out of all okay. the last 25 years, Company Car is the one that ends up stuck in my head pretty often. Um, and it's one of the just overall, like, cleverest songs that I, you know, that I've ever heard. And I love it so much. Um, I, I Of the 10 questions I want to ask you just about Company Car, I'm going to nail it down to one. Who was Mike? Mike was right. So the, that entire song... Um, wrote itself pretty much that, that i mean honestly like three five minutes later it was like done so um mike was a character that rhymed with right okay ish <laughs> there we go <laughs> i just had this character in my head who's like you know big wig um big league in it and and apparently he was mike okay so no nope. No hard feelings to any of the real mics out there. <laughs> this this mic is a worse person than you are. Just Mike in LA, just the yes, probably you might root for the Dodgers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Seriously, the 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 second verse alone to that song is a work of art. And you want to talk about the the layers that like certain people are going to get from even just that second verse, it's going to hit different depending on your background. I just, I just love it anyway. Well, congratulations. My, my favorite project is where the light shines through. I like that whole project from start to finish, but my favorite song is not on that project. It's on the beautiful letdown. I, my favorite song is on fire. Um, and you talked about how, uh, early in this, when we were chatting about saying a lot with a little, and there's not a whole lot of words in that little section, but it's super powerful. So I yeah. think you've managed to transition that uh, everywhere you go on that. So mm. keep on going, honored man. Thank you. Keep keep <laughs> on keep on going. Let me ask you this: going back to going back to Christmas uh, in in particular, um, you know, a lot of the like most iconic, and you've got a couple of these on the on the album of the like classic Christmas tunes came from like Depression era. World War II in particular, when times were like really tough. And, you know, we're coming to a spot now where, you know, just about every artist that we talk to has come out the other side of the pandemic with an album of songs that is sort of, um, if not centered around that, that year, you know, year and a half, um, at least heavily influenced by it. And this is who I am on the other side of it. Um, but do you think that the songs and the art that come out of the like pandemic era will have a chance to be revered and honored the way that the songs of the depression or world war two were, or do things just move on too fast now? Is it just going to be like, these were some songs that happened and we don't really remember why. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think you bring up an interesting subject. Are we moving too fast to actually um, experience the present, let alone revere the past? You know, that, yeah, that's a, a wild topic. I, I do think that um, music serves a really crucial role in our society, in any human endeavor. I feel like music is, has its, a unique place in the arts as, um, singing to and speaking through whatever's happening happening at the moment i think it does it better than say dance or or um you know even the visual arts i think that music has a, a strong connection with with a sense of time because music actually requires time 
to move through it, you know? Mm-hmm. The end of the song, you're three and a half minutes older than you were <laughs> when the song started, you know? And so I think um, as it pertains to tough experiences, I think music has this this way of grounding us in the in the present past future it tied of tying things together and um i i personally think that we are in one of the golden eras of of song maybe not in the top 40 side of things but i think a lot of my favorite artists were stuck at home with nothing to do but make music you know and i think that in in and out of that those are those are where the best songs come from when you're kind of forced to deal with yourself, forced to deal with society and, and really come to terms with things. So who knows? I, I don't know that it'll be seen that way in, in 40, 50 years, but yeah, that, that's my take on, on where we're at. Right. What's the more significant item in your life, your first guitar or your first surfboard? I don't have either of them, (laughs) (laughs) but significant it like emotionally to you. Like not that you necessarily still have them, just the more important. Oh, the guitar would be, would be more important. This surfboards are, um, unfortunately they don't last as long. The guitars, you know, structural integrity of wood is is a whole lot better than foam and fiberglass. <laughs> so, so the uh, if the house burns down tonight, to quote Switchfoot, you grab the guitar. That's the one you grab. Grab the guitar. Okay. Yeah, well, the guitar is going to serve you a whole lot better. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I, I often will ride a piece of wood. It's this rudimentary uh, form of a surfboard called Nalaya. And so I'd probably grab a wooden wooden surfboard and a wooden guitar and that's all I need. All right. There you go. All right. Uh, In the words of who is it, Steve Martin? And that's all I need. That's a, <laughs> and this lamp. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's and this lamp. Game. <laughs> <laughs> the remote control. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. I have one more silly question, and then one more serious one. Um, Okay, Mandy Moore uh, famously uh, covered Switchfoot in the movie Walk to Remember, uh, and of course that was a huge exposure moment for you guys to a broader audience. Um, and she also, among other things, played Rapunzel in the Disney movie Tangled. Um, what other Disney prince, princess, or villain would you want to hear cover a song? And bonus points, if you can name the song you'd want to hear him sing. Wow. This is, I'm going to go on record as saying it, it might be the hardest question I've ever asked because I've never <laughs> actually thought about it. <laughs> we came to make you think. You're um, not getting off easy, John. Right. We, we gave you some softballs at the beginning with the baseball <laughs> stuff. Now we're bringing right? the heater. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we, Disney, brought Trevor, so it's, it's, we brought in Trevor Hoffman to bring the hater <laughs> at you. And, and it can't be like just any cartoon. It's got to be Disney affiliated. Yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, yeah, it's like a Rapunzel level character. Okay, what if, uh, okay, I'd have uh, um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. From Moana? <laughs> From Moana. I don't know, whatever, just whatever he feels. Just pick a song. Yeah. That's great. He actually just put, a, he recorded something this week. It's, t- uh, did it? oh, it's super He can sing, what oh, the heck? No, That's not fair. Uh, anyway, whatever. You, okay. shouldn't, you shouldn't be that buff and talented and cool and also be able to sing though. <laughs> Yeah. That's not fair. People say the same thing about you, John, I know. Um, that, so uh, like, Okay. My 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 uh, time in in professional wrestling was short lived. <laughs> uh, Although I might have the hair for it now. Who yeah, knows? <laughs> for sure. 
we haven't gotten to talk a lot in our in our time about Charlie Peacock. Um, tell us a little bit about Charlie and his influence on like the early era of Switchfoot. Yeah, Charlie was a father figure for me. Um, he signed us. He came out to San Diego. This is these are in the days when um, you would record things on tape. In in a you know back in the 1900s. Yeah, and so. <laughs> Southwest, he flew Southwest, pretty sure Southwest. And whoever he flew, they lost his bags on the way back to Nashville. So the the session that we recorded with him was lost forever as well. And oh. I'm from my perspective, I'm pretty sure that's why we got signed. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he was, you know, we left a strong impression, but he had. He couldn't remember that we weren't that talented, you know, like we weren't that good of a band. When and, Indiana and, Jones goes on his next mission, is he going to find that bag with those tapes? Maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's one of those things where, um, yeah, we were so young and we had a lot of, I think, really good ideas. Um, and I felt like he was an incredible bridge to help us get to where those ideas sounded like good ideas. Um, because that's a different skill set than having a good idea. And, and he helped us so much um, in figuring out how to bring these, these ideas to birth, you know, and, and cause I think there's, there's such a different thing to have a good idea versus having an idea that people can hear on an album and, and recognize it for what it is. That's great. I know you guys just wrapped an amazing tour with Collective Soul. Um, tell us quickly about like just how awesome it, it seemed like you guys were just having an absolute blast. Tell us about that. And I think we got one more question that we ask everybody. We're going to get to you. Uh, and then we'll, and then we'll, you know, let you go live your awesome San Diego life. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we, we had such a fun time with the Collective Soul boys. Um, yeah, they, they, my favorite moment of the tour um there were a lot of them but ed and the crew they gave me a double necked ukulele ah. and so that that became um i'd bring it out every night and play a couple songs on it and That's so that that will be my my way to remember my time with collective soul is so much fun is they're, it like, they're is it like baritone alto is that like two no it's it's like one of them is a is is uh has double strings kind of like okay. a uh like mandolin a, yeah okay and then the other one is normal it's it's the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen and that's why i love it <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. well i've been fortunate to see you a few times i saw you with Lifehouse in nashville in 2017 i saw you with reliant k at the ryman uh, and you came out and did deathbed which is amazing thank you for that the uh so with uh with the reliant k guys but um so there's one question that we ask everybody you're on tour either doing solo stuff or with Switchfoot, um, you go into a gas station. What is your gas station snack food of choice? And while you're thinking of it, I'll tell you mine. I get a Three Musketeers bar. When I was growing up, my mom would say you could have any candy bar you want, and it's the most ounces. So I get a Three Musketeers bar. What does John <laughs> Foreman get, and will you sing your answer? Oh, man. You don't have to sing it, but you, we at least have to get an answer. If you sing it, you get bonus points. It's going to be so healthy. He's going to say something so healthy. <laughs> so I'm an impulse guy. And so it's going to change. 
But if I need to stay awake, sunflower seeds. Okay. okay. Yeah. In the shell. That's the exact are, same answer somebody yeah, gave uh, to stay awake uh, yesterday. Yeah, said seeds, sunflower yeah. seeds. Yeah. That's nuts. Because you, it basically means you're, you have to work for it. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, better than coffee, I'm telling you. Sunflower seeds. That's Can't be falling asleep with yeah. all those shells in your mouth. I really wanted. Yeah, that's right. I really wanted you to say a bag of yams and sing it, but you didn't. Will you sing a? Bag, will you sing a bag of yams for us? No, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't either. But those syllables fit perfectly. I just wanted to hear you I say those syllables. I just wanted to hear you say those syllables because, <laughs> because you have the best yeah around, and yams was as close. Oh as I man. So. I love it. I'm honored. I do say yeah a lot. It's I, wonderful. It, it is on record maybe uh, more than I should, but I, I love the way I, lo- I mean, it sounds good. Yeah. If, it's if, a if great word. Say, yeah. If you say yams on your next one, I get a songwriting <laughs> credit. <laughs> it's a deal, man. Dude, royal. I'll try and sneak the M in there ever so subtly. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be I'll, listening. I, it could happen on the next Christmas record. It, yams could easily oh, get worked dude, into the next happen. Christmas record. Next time oh, yeah. Well, yams, I mean, that is a Christmas. It's a Christmas treat. Food, really. Uh-huh. You know, yams and sweet potatoes. The next time you're in the studio and you're about to say the word yeah, you're going to think of yams and you're going to hate me forever or maybe love me. So, dude, this is. Um, Pump up the yams. That's what it's all about. Pick out the yams. Thanks, John. You don't know it. We uh, we've geeked about this, like wanting to do this for a long time. We're fortunate that we get to interview people that we can't believe we are talking to, Um, and you have shaped our uh, youth and college years more than you will ever know. Like you are, keep doing what you're doing. It matters. So you're important. Thank you. Well, wonderful talking to you both. Thank you for your time. It's been fun. Thank you for your time. Thanks. We'll see you. All right. Talk to you in peace. This is the Great Song Podcast. And that was John Foreman of Switchfoot (laughs) on the Great Song Podcast with your boys, Rob and JP. So cool. Can't believe I feel cooler just having talked to John Foreman. Uh, Y'all just go check out This Is Our Christmas Tour. Yeah. Just go do it. Go do it. Go go to the Switchfoot website. Get your vinyl package. Get your concert tickets. Um, go go get the Christmas album. All go you get Knox tickets billions. to the tour. We got a lot of fans in East Tennessee. They'll be yeah. out there November 26th kicking it off. Absolutely. So, yes, go check it out. Big, big, big thanks to John Foreman for joining us today. Uh, seriously, a, a real treat to get to talk to him. So, uh, we will continue on with season 10 next week with another great song. Until then, I'm Rob. I am JP. Go listen to some music.